0: welcome to the Wealth Setting Podcast. This is episode 264. Today is May 13th, 2018. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at InvestableWealth.com. Well, hey, did you notice how someone seemed to flip a switch over on Wall Street and the markets suddenly went up this week. In fact, on Friday the S&P 500 and and most major markets closed above their 100-day moving average. Well, we're going to talk about that in today's episode, but the real theme of today's show is not going to be so much about the stock market, it's really going to be more about wages. Wages is in the salary that you're paid at your job, whether you're an hourly worker or whether you're a professional receiving some type of a salary along with, um, you know, other compensation like bonuses or profit sharing, the underlying message that we're going to be talking about is how that wage is perceived and is affected on Wall Street and then specifically, and we'll get into this at the end of the episode, how you can get a pay raise, how you can continue to make more money even if we're in some type of wage stagnation. And wage stagnation is exactly what I believe we're in. We're in that for a number of reasons. I'll hit on a couple of those today. Um, This is not a new theme for the Well Studying podcast. If you go back and research entrepreneurship and wages and jobs and things like that on past episodes over the many, many years, we've covered how you can get an increase in pay and how that's good for you. But what is good for you on Main Street is not necessarily good for people on Wall Street and that's exactly why the markets are back up this week now with the S&P 500 above its 100-day moving average is it gonna stay there or is it is gonna fall apart again as it has multiple times here over the past three or four months well I have no way of knowing I personally don't think it should have fallen as much as it has I am someone that has believed in this wage stagnation And so that's one reason why I haven't thought that we should be pulling back like we did, and I'll get into that in a minute. So will it hold or not? Well, I have no way of knowing. Most of my money is in the market, though. I only have a a small few percent that's out of the market right now. So yes, my opinion is not only that the market's going to go higher, but that's where my positions are as well. So what about all this wage stagnation? Why is it happening? It isn't a new trend. Right now there's a lot of complaining and a a lot of apprehension about disparity of incomes and inequality and the rich getting richer. And I think a lot of people are doing that because they want to point the fingers at the guy that's in the White House now. But hey, come on, open your eyes. I don't care who's in the White House. I just care about me and my quality of life and my wealth getting better every year. I've always said that back a couple years ago when we thought that Hillary Rodham Clinton was going to be the heir apparent to the throne. What was I saying back then? I was telling you that I didn't care who was going to be in the White House. I was more concerned about what happened in my house. I feel that same way now with this guy in the office. And the fact of the matter is, is that wage stagnation is nothing new. It's been going on really for all of my life. While there have been some peaks in earnings and that happened in particular like maybe in the late 70s when inflation was going up in general and then again in the late 90s but that improvement in wages in the 90s and really into the early 2000s had a lot to do with productivity improvements that's when computers and the internet and all these things started making operations at work more efficient lowering the cost making them cheaper and so your average employee was able to be more productive And consequently, since companies were making more money and the employees could point to their productivity, they could receive some of that increase in overall economic conditions. They could receive some of that as a pay increase. But if you look at real wages going back pretty much since 1960, they're not growing. And by real wages, I mean not what you're paid in nominal terms, but what your income is in inflation-adjusted dollars. Well, really, unless you're in the upper crust or, you know, into the upper middle class, your wages have been stagnant for the last better part of 50 years. And I don't see that as improving anytime soon. There are a lot of factors for that. It has to do with globalization and the exporting of American jobs overseas. And that reduced the opportunity for many Americans to earn a wage. But but there was more than that. It was also over these last... 50 or 60 years, the introduction of more women into the workforce. If you go back to when I was born, and I can remember even just being a kid in elementary school, almost nobody's mother worked. I lived in just a regular old middle-class neighborhood in the suburbs, and virtually no mothers worked. The vast majority of the families all survived on a one-income family, and it was the dad that went to work. Well, we know that all that started to change, Into the late 60s, definitely the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, women started coming into the workforce in droves. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's what happened. And whenever you have a higher supply without a consequential raise in demand, that commodity, whatever that commodity is that's rising in supply, the price for it is going to go down. It doesn't matter whether it's apples or oranges or human labor. When more women started coming into the workforce overall that had a dampening effect on real wages not necessarily on nominal wages because back in those days we had a great deal of inflation as well so we did see increases in wages nominally but again if you look at real wages adjusting for inflation you're not seeing an increase. Another major factor of the stagnation of wages has to do with robotics and automation and artificial intelligence I wrote a whole book about it. It's called The Robots Are Coming. I wrote about it not as a a gloom and doom book, but as a survival guide. That book is broken into four specific parts that helps teach you how to change your thinking. So rather than being afraid of automation, you can embrace it and you can learn how to survive and even thrive. There's a link to it in every one of my show notes. If you haven't read it yet, go do it. The reason I wrote that book and that whole theme behind the book is that automation, artificial intelligence, robotics, these things are not new. Mankind always progresses through advances in technology. But along with those advances are adjustments. And right now, we're starting to see the potential and the benefits of things like the internet and computers and artificial intelligence and blockchain and robotics. All this just wrapped up are creating efficiencies in the job market that are coming together at just a fast exponential rate. And between now and the next, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years, I don't know how long it'll all take to snowball together, but we are going to see advances in automation and artificial intelligence that are going to be competing for human jobs. Now, I'm not crying buggy whips and that everyone's going to become unemployed, but many people are, and it's because they don't have the skills to be improving along with this technology. The whole premise of my book is that you don't have to be unemployed. You don't have to be made redundant by technology. In fact, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be alive. I wish I was a much younger man because I think the future is going to be amazing for people that apply that technology. But that's the problem. And it's been the problem really for a long time now. People are not applying technology. You'll hear a lot of economists in the last oh, probably 10 years at least, have been talking about the conundrum we're in in the business world where we're not seeing productivity improvements. And that's one of the reasons they're blaming on stagnant wages. They're saying that the American worker, and really indeed the global worker, is not becoming productive enough at work to justify higher wages and higher salaries. A lot of the low-hanging fruit, a lot of the Easy automation and easy efficiency improvements have taken place, particularly since, oh, I'd say 1995 and beyond, you know, when the internet really started coming in, when the price of computers came down substantially, when the cost of telecommunications and cell phones and things like that really started to drop precipitously. All those benefits occurred many years ago, and they're built into the system now. And I think for the most part, most workers, rather than using new advances in technology to become more productive at work, I think technology is really making us more stagnant. Let's say that you either purchase or your employer provides you with a new iPhone 10. Now is that going to make you more productive? Or are you really just going to spend more time and more bandwidth being on social media, watching YouTube videos, checking your email, posting things on Facebook. Okay, I realize that's an overgeneralization, but for the most part, your average worker, I think technology is distracting them from work. It's allowing them to play and fool around, be on social media when they are supposed to be at work. So I think that's an example of how technology advances right now are making employees less productive, while at the same time things like artificial intelligence and robotics and automation are competing against that employee and those technologies are getting so much better that you don't need the employee to do the job in the first place. Now we're not at the point where we have self-driving cars or where we have low-cost equipment that can carte blanche go out and replace hourly employees but we're getting there and we're also getting to the point where we can be replacing professionals people like doctors people like lawyers people like investment advisors These advances in technology, in automation, they're a big reason why I see productivity going down and not going up for the worker and so consequently why worker wages are being stagnant. It's not labor unions faults, it's not the guy in the White House's fault, it's not globalization's fault. If you're an employer and you're going to invest in new technologies, you're going to find that your payback and that your profit margin are probably going to go up by investing in artificial intelligence or some type of automation that doesn't make your employee more productive, but that totally replaces your employee. And thus we have stagnant wages. It's bad for all the individuals on Main Street, but it's great for corporations and big companies on Wall Street. And that's why for the last three or four months, when people are running around like Chicken Little with their heads cut off, worrying that the economy is going to collapse and the stock market is going to fall down 20 30 40%. We're going to go into some big, great depression or recession. I've been telling you, no, it's nonsense. I'm buying on the dips. I see this as an opportunity to remain and stay in the market. And one big driver of that is corporate profits. Now, I don't know if corporate profits have peaked. I don't think they have. And a big reason for that is because I'm not seeing the inflation and the wage inflation. The the reason I bring all this up is because if you go back to when this market fell apart on February 2nd, 2018, it was a Friday, the jobs report came out, and the headline number was that there were not only more jobs created than had been expected, but also wages over that month or might even that quarter were ticking up. And so alarm bells went off. The media started chattering, and people were literally in a panic that we were going back into late 1970s runaway inflation and that it was going to kill corporate profits. I wasn't believing it. I wasn't buying it. Well, on May 4th, when that jobs number came out, guess what it's showing? There were only some, I think, 160,000 jobs created, much lower than anticipated, and they are seeing no appreciable raise in hourly wages. None. The stock market started reacting positively to that. I think it was this past Tuesday or Wednesday that we bounced up off the 200-day moving average. That might have also been the day that Trump gave his speech about breaking the deal with Iran. And despite that, despite the negative headlines that We're pulling away from a nuclear agreement with Iran that there's going to be more sanctions on Iran with oil at $70 a barrel and the likelihood that if we pull Iranian oil off the market, that number could go even higher. The S&P 500 is not going down. It's going up. It bounced off its 200-day moving average. This past Friday, it closed well above its 100-day moving average. It's like someone flipped a switch on Wall Street. And it all comes back to stagnant wages. And since we're continuing to see enough growth in the jobs number that it's keeping people employed, but it's not so high that these employees are able to demand higher wages. That's keeping costs low for corporate America. More profits on wall street ultimately mean higher stock prices. Here's where I want to finish up today's show. Even though we're in an era of stagnant wages, And I think that that situation is going to get worse going forward because of automation, because of artificial intelligence, because of robotics. Even though I'm pretty much convinced that's what's going to happen in the future, that doesn't mean that you have to make less. That doesn't mean that you have to be unemployed. That doesn't mean that you have to be underemployed. That doesn't mean that you can't become financially independent. My mantra here on the Wellsteading Podcast has always been, you first have to learn how to earn and then how to save, and then and only then how to invest. I don't believe in any get-rich-quick schemes. I don't think that you can turn $100 into a million. I don't think you can flip real estate or options or cryptocurrency or anything else and get that rich that quick. It may happen here and there, just like people win the lottery, but on a consistent, reproducible basis for the average person, it's not going to happen. You're going to build your wealth, you're going to become financially independent by learning how to earn an income, by having the discipline to spend a whole lot less than you make, and then as you build that nest egg, as you build your assets, you learn how to effectively invest them so that at some point, your money is working harder for you and making more money for you than you do with your own individual effort. That's how you become rich, that's how you become financially independent, and you can do it. And the more that you can develop your skills and abilities and your talents and the more that you can use technology to make you more efficient and to magnify your abilities, the more productive you will be and the more you will be paid. So what you need to be focusing on is figure out what your God-given talents and abilities are, putting those into practice by creating products and services that other people want to put their hard-earned income into by purchasing from you. Or purchasing from the company that you work for. Doesn't matter what you do, if you're good at it, you need to start applying technology so you can become even better at it. Better at serving your clients, better at marketing your, to your clients, better at retaining your clients. However, it is that you can serve your customers, that's what you need to focus on to be better at. And if you do that and you start to shine above the rest, above the other employees, above other competitors in your field, then you'll be rewarded for it. And even if you're working for the man, even if you're working for a jerk boss that doesn't want to pay you because of X, Y, Z, whatever glass ceiling you think you've hit, you can do an end run around that. If you're productive, if you're a performer, if you're a rainmaker, then you'll be interacting not only with your boss, not only with your company, but you'll be talking to the suppliers and the vendors to your company. You'll know the clients and the customers that your company serves, you'll also be aware and known by your competitors and even ancillary people in that industry. And so your talents will show through. And your boss, even if he's a jerk, he is going to have to pay you or you're going to walk away, and that's because you're productive. You're a rainmaker. You're a moneymaker. Your boss knows that. And so the only way he'll get away with not paying you what you're worth is if he thinks he can coddle you or manipulate you. If he thinks that you're not gonna leave because you're secure in your job, because you're worried about your health benefits, or because you don't wanna move away from the geographic location you're in now, or because you have some other kind of comfort zone you're not gonna get out of, if he knows that, he'll hold you back. So you, as someone that's taking charge of your future, someone that wants to make more money, you have to not only excel at what you do, you have to let your boss know that you're ready and prepared to move on to something else. And you've got to put that network in place to make it happen. If you're just sitting in your cubicle all day or in whatever little cocoon that you're in at work, and you're not outshining the other employees, and you're not out there making a name for yourself, if you're not out there letting people know who you are, then you will be stuck, and you'll be stuck in a job that's not paying you what you're worth. Start with becoming better. Start with becoming more productive. And then start marketing yourself. I've talked about these type principles in many episodes and previous episodes of the Wellsteading podcast. Go check them out in the archives at wellsteading.com. You can search under entrepreneurship. You can search under jobs. You can search under pay increase. The information's out there. You need to apply it.